Welcome to the Getting to Clarity podcast, the place where busy women leaders discover how to create more success in their leadership journey with less sacrifice in their life. Here's your host, Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity. Hey, hello, and welcome back. I am Debbie Peterson of Getting the Clarity, and this is another episode of the Getting the Clarity podcast. This is the place where busy women leaders come so myself and my guests can share tips, tools, and techniques that help you create more success in your life and leadership with less sacrificing who you are in the process. So I am happy you are tuned in today because I have a very special guest my good friend, Cheryl Knowlton. And let me just give you the juice on Cheryl. This woman is a powerhouse. As a matter of fact, her company is called Dynamite Productions and she totally lives up to to the company name. She is the chief energy officer. Yes, like the energetic uh, bunny uh, and CEO of Dynamite Productions. And uh, her tagline is um, energetic, engaging, and uh, expertise. And that is what she brings to the real estate industry. Cheryl is all over uh, residential and uh, commercial real estate. She is what they call the compliance queen. So here's what she does for you. She keeps you out of jail and out of attorney's offices. So uh, if if this is your market, um, even if it's not, if tune in and, and get some tips. So Cheryl is a speaker. She is a uh, CSP, a certified speaking professional, which is a journey for anyone uh, who knows what a CSP is. Uh, In the real estate industry, she is a trainer. She is a coach. She is a consultant. You can find her across pretty much all 50 states with the work that she's done. She is the author of two books. My personal favorite is Burn the Hamster Wheel. And uh, she is in the process of becoming accredited through the International Coaching Foundation. So Cheryl's heart goes to her clients and she does everything that she can to empower them to show up as their best and highest self. On a side note, a personal note, uh, Cheryl is the grandmother of eight beautiful grandchildren. I'll tell you, the family pictures are amazing. And she is a total and complete underline exclamation point Disney fanatic. Yes. Yes. So welcome, Cheryl Knowlton, to the Getting to Clarity podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. Oh, Debbie, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here. It is my pleasure. And, you know, as you know, this podcast and its listeners is designed to help busy women leaders to just really tune into the right things for them to get strategies, to be able to create more success in their leadership with less sacrifice in their life. And where I'd like to start is, can you give me just a little bit of background about what got you to where you are today? Mm, Oh my goodness. Yeah. I know the object of the game is to keep the entire show under 30 minutes. So, um, I'll try to keep it brief. It takes me half an hour to introduce myself, which is why I do all day trainings and not as many keynotes. Um, what a great question. I started on my journey in real estate in 1999. I had moved back to the California Bay Area, um, which is where I'm from, with my then husband and my four incredibly beautiful daughters. Um, my youngest was uh, about eight months old when we moved back there. I had a very good friend 
who kept telling me, I think you would be really great in the mortgage space. And I said, did you see my grades and my math grades in high school? I don't think so. She reassured me, you're going to be great. And this is a relationship business. You're great at relationships. We can help you with all of the rest. I think one key for us as women, successful women in business is to find your tribe, love them hard, find the people who are going to support you, who see your dreams, your vision. Um, even if you don't necessarily see it yet, that has been um, a big lesson for me throughout my life. I said yes to the journey. Um, and that is another huge key saying yes to the journey. Um, even though we don't know what it's going to look like. And that ultimately led me to get my first real estate license in the state of California, which was a requirement. I thought that was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard of in my life. Um, and then I um, had instant success. I was very, 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 very lucky, very blessed to be um, introduced to a group of investors who thought that I was pretty fabulous. And they did um, multiple transactions with me on a regular basis as they bought and sold um, investment properties. I got to get good very, very fast. Mm -hmm. um, the learning curve is very steep and the failure rate is incredibly high in the real estate industry. 93% of those who take and pass their state exam, um, sell a body part on eBay in order to pay the local state and national association of realtors to join all three and buy their key boxes and their signs and all of it, 93% don't make it to their second anniversary, um, oh their goodness. license renewal, right? I mean, that is a staggering statistic, which actually keeps me up at night. Um, I felt very strongly inspired to move back to Utah, which is where my home office was in um, 2000, at the end of 2000. And um, little did I know that the time was going to come three weeks later that I would invite my now ex-husband to leave. He, um, 14 years, five months, 15 days, if you count the day the judge signed the divorce decree, um, he was, bless his heart, he was extremely abusive um, to me, to my girls, threatened to kill us on a, on a multitude of occasions. And so in answer to your question, the real estate industry and my career, little did I know when I said yes to the journey was going to provide me with the freedom that I needed to break free of abuse so that, that I could give me goo goosebumps. Huh? Yeah. It makes me tingly all over every time. I, I mean, even though it's been more than 20 years, it's still uh, for years, I did not believe that I actually had the courage to do that, to walk away. I, I didn't sign up to get divorced. I was all in. I was hundred percent committed. I didn't want my children, my four daughters to grow up you know, two part, you know, broken home. I, I, there was no part of that that I signed up for. I also didn't sign up for the abuse part. And so ultimately when we get to a point on our journey where one thing that we want is either much bigger or much smaller than something else that we want, I wanted safety. I wanted, and I wanted my girls to see a model of marriage that they would want to duplicate um, fast forwarding in their lives. And today all four of them are married to their sweethearts. Um, and you know, none of our lives are perfect. I am also married to my sweetheart. We're coming up on my, on our 20th wedding anniversary in February, my Prince charming, none of it's perfect and it's all gorgeous anyway. And because it's life and we're all, and we're human and, but they are, they, my girls are married to men who love and honor and cherish them. And mm -hmm. um, even though they are imperfect, and same thing with my husband. And it's, it's a beautiful life. It's a beautiful life to know, to, 
to know that you are loved and you can love in return. And I know that you, you feel that with your husband as well, because we are good friends and we've traveled together and, and I know how much you love your husband and it's everything when you it, are. It is. Yeah. And what a beautiful message. I mean, from tapping into that internal wisdom, it, you know, okay, I, I signed up, I'm all in. And then getting to the point where it's like, but I didn't sign up for this yep. and, and going in and making that decision for yourself first and foremost, and, uh, you, you know, for your girls so that they can see it modeled about how it should be yes. and, and knowing that they've made those choices and that it isn't perfect. Yes. And yeah. I'm so glad you said that Debbie, because ultimately, um, when I was in that moment of decision, it wasn't enough to do it for myself. I did not, I was not at a point where I put myself as a high enough priority, um, but they were, they were. And so ultimately for anyone listening, um, it, heaven forbid, you are in a, a situation where you are less, anything less than cherished. If you are not safe, um, do it for if you can't do it for yourself yet, do it for your babies because they are worth it. And they're worth any single sacrifice that we can make for them. And now my babies are raising my perfect grandchildren. And as I look back on the journey, holy cow, am I, am I so grateful that I made that decision when I did? What courage, what courage? Mm. Let, me, let me transition because I mean, you've really put a stake in the ground for yourself, for your family. I would be curious to know when it comes to a, when it comes to Cheryl's definition of success, what is it for you? Mm, it is freedom, freedom, mm -hmm. freedom to choose my own path, to live my own life um, in the way that I find most joyful. And ultimately that looks different than it did 10 years ago. It certainly looks different than it did 20 years ago. And the freedom to pivot, the freedom to, to make a different choice, to see a, a fork in the road and go, hmm. That's either a distraction or it's part of my path and being able to make that decision and the freedom financially to be able to, to live my most joyful, luminous life. Yes. And it's interesting that you said that, you know, your definition of free, freedom now isn't the same definition of freedom that you had years ago. Yes. And, and that's such an important thing to remember or be reminded of is that it does change, you know, as, as we uh, mature as we continue on in our life and go through, you know, new chapters of life, it, it changes. So it isn't stagnant. Totally. Cause life is not stagnant. That, that is not, that is not the journey. You think of your favorite movie for me. Um, I am a gigantic star Wars fanatic. And although I love them all, um, I'm going to totally go against the grain. Um, the last three, seven, eight, and nine are my favorites. Ray is, is my spirit animal. And for mm -hmm. reasons that we can talk about maybe on another episode, um, but she's the only star Wars character or any other movie character for that matter, that I have a room in my house dedicated to her, um, 10, 24 by 36 framed posters of her, um, in my workout room. And, um, I'm preparing for half marathon number 27, um, a week from Saturday. And that's what my second book is about. It's called, I'm only half crazy, um, life lessons learned while running 20 half marathons, getting ready for, so I'm writing as I go, the second book goal is to do 60 by 60. So 60 half marathons by my 60th birthday. And that book will be called, I have entirely and completely lost it. So yeah, there's, 
there's that. <laughs> so tell me, how is it that you, so starting in the, the real estate market earlier on and um, having that, you know, fast learning curve, someone seeing, you know, just that brilliance in you, which I totally agree, you are brilliant and fantastic. And, and then tell me, how did you transform into speaking and ended up traveling the country and just sharing your real estate brilliance um, in that dynamite fashion with anybody who is, you know, just signed up to take it all in. How did that happen? Oh my gosh. And that in and of itself was its own journey. After marrying my sweetheart, um, right about the time we hit our first wedding anniversary, I would, we decided I'd had some really significant health challenges just a few weeks after we got married and wound up having emergency surgery. And we were in the mortgage origination space together on the retail side of lending, meaning we worked directly with the public um, for purchases and refinances. We decided where we did not have health insurance that it would probably be wise for us to diversify our income and not have all of our eggs in our own basket and also to seek for something that would provide us with some benefits. I was offered the very first job I applied for at the only company I wanted to work for at that point. You may have heard of it. It is no longer in existence, but it was Countrywide Wholesale Division. And I was there when Countrywide became number one in the world on wholesale. I still have my little trophy them that when we hit 1 billion with a B in funding in a one month period of time. And that was, a, it was a very exciting time. This was in early 2003. So back before the mortgage meltdown and they offered me a position of being a government account executive. And that was very unique and very new, which gave my, my boss the ability to give me a lot of latitude. I was one of six in the entire country. And we, uh, I discovered that my clients, loan officers at that point in time, where no pre-licensing was required, um, examination um, education or post-licensing education, that that was beginning to become a thing, but it was not yet a thing in the state of Utah and around the country. Um, I, I decided, gosh, I'm seeing a lot of the same mistakes made over and over and over again. And so I put together my very first little class. It was free. I mean, it was called Ramp Up Your Purchase Business with FHA, very sexy title. So sexy, in <laughs> fact, that I created another one called Ramp Up Your Purchase Business with VA, because that was my job was to know FHA and VA, know those loan programs inside, outside, upside down, backward, forward. That sounds like a Dr. Seuss um, book right there. <laughs> um, and I discovered, Debbie, that I loved it and my, and they loved it. And it, and I watched the fire light in them as they got it, as they saw the mistakes that they were making and said, oh, I'm going to be able to serve more people in a better way if I will up-level my skill set, up-level my education. So I'm not going to get as many denies uh, and de loan denials and, and then ultimately have clients disappointed. And since we are in an industry, in the real estate and mortgage industry, where there is no compensation unless you win, can't imagine how my 49ers would be doing right now if they only got paid when they won. That's a whole <laughs> day, right? Interesting sidebar. Uh -huh. and, and so, you know, you carved pretty much a niche out for yourself. I did. So fast forward to where you are now. You are traveling the country. Mm -hmm, which is why I'm a little bit sick. I don't normally sound like this, friends at home. Sorry. I sound like that. <laughs> Actually, 
this is a more calm and serene Cheryl, just, you know, for those of you watching the, the, the interview or listening to the interview, I mean, normally it is a mile of minute and I would be chasing her throughout this whole interview. So, uh, let me ask, so, you know, now it, you and your husband diversify your income, not have all the eggs in one basket and it, it's okay. I, I started with this with countrywide and then it had morphed into what it's become today. Mm-hmm. So as you, we tie this back to, you know, you're, you are having incredible success. I mean, this is one of your best years ever which is so well-deserved and absolutely amazing. And what I'd really like to know with all of that going on, what are the choices that you make or the tips that you can give that you don't allow yourself to succumb to too much sacrifice? Because as busy women leaders, as successful people in our industries, you know, there is always going to be some sort of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, my belief is that when you understand what you really truly want, that you make a decision about why you were making this. It's intentional. It's by choice instead of just happening by chance. So how do you deal with that? What an absolutely fabulous question. And um, that, that could be its own whole thing. I would have to say that getting very, very clear about my values and what I want the most in life is absolutely an essential piece of that. My amazing mindset coach, Dr. Aaron Wilkerson has helped me to get very clear about what I want. And one of the first questions that he asked me are what seven things would you never, ever delegate no matter what ever comes up in your life? What seven things, I don't know what's magical about number seven, but But that's a great question. It is a great question. And going through that exercise, uh, what, wow. And just getting curious getting curious about what actually lights you up from the inside. For me, I found that road um, accidentally. I found that I loved speaking. And then I found that I love creating courses and I love bringing them to life and then creating the course, writing the course, and then teaching the course, which is ultimately what led me on my path to start speaking nationally. Um, when you show up, dazzle. Um, I have a slide for this when I'm speaking, um, what I'm doing, I've been the Dean of the National Speakers Association Speakers Academy once, and I'm getting ready to do it again. We start in January and there's a slide that says, don't suck. If you want to be a speaker, <laughs> when you get the opportunity to stake the, take the stage, show up and freaking dazzle, bring it so that, because that is your best chance for getting new speaking engagements is to dazzle and shine so much from the stage that you get more opportunities. And that, that is true. Whatever it is that you do, when you are engaged in what you do best, show up and shine and, and um, yeah, don't let anything stand in the way of your doing that. And then one thing that Dr. Aaron has helped me to, to get very clear about recently is my top three values in my life not personally, not professionally, just my top three values, what matters the most to me in my life. And then every single decision that I make personally or professionally, if it does not meet all three to one out of three is not enough. Two out of three is not enough. It has to meet all three. Otherwise it is a distraction. It is a temptress. Um, and it is not part of my path. And so just being able to have a litmus test of okay, does this actually work has been very helpful for me to be able to gain clarity about most recently relationships. Um, 
specific I, relationships. Yeah, and I love it. that. That and 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 that was that something that I really want to latch onto because it is really having that clarity about what's important to you. Yeah. Because what tends to happen, um, what I hear from my audiences, what I hear from my coaching clients, and I'm sure you do too, is that we focus on everything. You know, we, we think as high performing women that we got to keep it all together. We got to keep all the balls in the air and we don't. So starting with the question of, you know, what are the seven things that you will not sacrifice um, really leaves room for, okay, this isn't as important as I thought it was. Yep. And, and with the pandemic, it's almost been an epidemic of, of what it is that we value. I hear from so many people, it's kind of like, okay, what I was doing, I thought it was happy. I thought it was meaningful. And now, yeah, I don't know. It's not. Things have shifted. Mm-hmm. And, and so it is get, getting clarity. And I love, um, and I work with Dr. Aaron as well. He is just amazing. Um, the, the top three values and not just aligning with one, but aligning with all three. Yep. That, that is that work last w- a week ago today. Mm-hmm. That is, that is a mic drop moment. And, and <laughs> yep. yeah, getting clarity on what are your core values, like your core values for your life. And, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of exercises that you have that I have that help people get to that point. But when you find that clarity, don't sacrifice it. Like that is it to the top of the summit. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Where we take pictures and pose and like I did <laughs> self- yeah. selfies with them, with a beautiful vista behind us. So let me ask you, what are the strategies that you put in place to make sure that you're hitting that mark, that you're reaching that summit, since that's the metaphor we kind of opened up? What, what do you do to make sure that you're connected, aligned, and making the right decisions? That is a great question. Um, early in my career, I was introduced to an amazing coach, and I have found that I can't see the picture when I'm in the frame. I have found that to be, um, whether I'm training for a half marathon or whether I'm looking to take the next step in my career, having a coach has always been a part of my journey because I need someone to tell me the things that I can't or don't want to see. Um, and at this point in my journey, I have multiple coaches. Um, and it's like, I'm a, a top athlete. Um, and if I'm the quarterback, I've got an offensive coordinator. I've got my head coach. And and then I've also got a quarterback coach who is looking at the minute details of exactly what I'm doing and helping me to refine those things so that I can each week take authentic action on what matters most to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I wholeheartedly agree Uh, for, you know, my belief is that we have clarity. It's inside of us. Our answers are inside of us. Yes. The question becomes what is covering it up? And usually, you know, if you're doing everything that you can and you're not getting the results that you want, it usually starts up here, you know, the six inches between our own two ears. Yep. And, but, you know, clarity's inside, it's your guidance. And uh, having people who can ask you the questions that cause you to get your own answers, you know, it's with the coaching that you have and the coaching that uh, I have, the coaches that I have in my life, it's like, okay, I'm too close to it. I, you know, I, I don't have the ability to ask the questions of myself to help me get clarity. I need somebody outside of me to do that. So again, Correct. you know, finding that person outside the frame, taking myself outside of that frame. Uh, so I love that as a, as a tip. What are some of the biggest lessons that you have learned along the way? Because you've been on a journey. I have. 
um, one of the hardest lessons that I've learned is I will never, ever be able to make everyone happy all the time. And there, I would much rather be the pistachio ice cream of the world. Only 7% of people say that pistachio ice cream is their favorite. I would rather really sparkle and shine and serve the 7% rather than trying to be vanilla. Um, and most people say that they like vanilla ice cream, but a very, very small percentage of people say it's their favorite. And I would, I'd rather be the pistachio. I would rather uh, serve my audience in a very significant way and help them make true and lasting change rather than trying to appeal to everyone. And that was a hard lesson for me. I wanted everyone to love me and that's not a thing. That's, that's, that is not a thing. And that was a big realization and big work that Dr. Aaron has continually had to help me with. And like, am I trying, am I, am I engaged in people pleasing? Am I looking and it's more important for me to make a difference than it is to um, be loved by everybody. And that, and that was hard. It was a big yeah. one. And I, I had my own with that as well. By the way, my husband's with you on the pistachio. Um, that is his favorite. Nice. And, yeah. And, you know, early on in my career, I had a um, supervisor. Um, so very early in my career, as a matter of fact, I was pregnant with my son and uh, I could just sense, you know, how you just pick up that somebody doesn't like you. Like it, there's, there's some tension there and you can't figure it out. Yeah. And uh, I ended up having a conversation with her um, in, in an office. And I said, this is what I'm picking up. I don't know if I've done anything, but I'd really like to find a solution. It's stressing me out. I'm pregnant. I don't want to, you know, have to deal with this while I was pregnant. And um, she looked at me and it, I could just see her shoulders, you know, sag. And she goes, I don't know what it is. She goes, I just don't like you. And, and that was like an, arrow to the heart. And I was like, okay, wow. Thank you for your candor. And she was my supervisor in my blanket for it for an hour. He was my supervisor, but here's the beautiful thing about it is that, um, that was the lesson of not everybody's going to like you. And it's okay because where we were able to get to by just putting that on the table is that we're going to respect each other. We're going to be, you know, courteous to each other. We're going to have a professional relationship. And, and we took off the, you know, we don't have to be best friends or go to lunch or go shopping or happy hour or anything like that. We just needed to be professional. And, and then it was kind of like a sigh of release. And that's what we did. And it made it easier. But having that conversation around that particular topic, I wanted everybody to like me. And I really couldn't understand why she didn't. But after that, it became totally okay. And it opened up that door at a very early age that not everyone is going to, and all right. And just recognizing that and releasing yourself from the obligation to try and make everyone happy, because the sooner we can do that, I, I wish that I had figured that out much, much earlier in my life. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and I was, I was grateful I did. Yes. I was- and I'm still figuring that out sometimes. I'll, and that's the beauty of having a coach. When, when Dr. Aaron knows me so well, um, and, and he will recognize and, and call it out and he's not afraid to call it out. You're yeah. not looking for someone to blow sunshine up your skirt. That is not, that, that is not the purpose of a coach. The cur- purpose of a coach is to help us see things that we can't or don't want to see. Um, we call uh, he and I call it shining the flashlight. Um, he shines the flashlight on every aspect of my life and he makes it safe for me to travel my journey because he helps me see rocks and twigs and dragons and all sorts of things. And just recognizing a worthy journey 
is going to have worthy dragons. And yeah, he, he taught me that. And it's, and I love that because sleeping beauty is my, one of my favorites and I have, yes. And I have a granddaughter (laughs) named Aurora. And so my my first grandchild, who's an actual Disney princess, um, that that dragon scared the heck out of me as a kid. Oh yes. Yeah. And so Maleficent is my, my alter ego of anytime anything big is happening in my life. I, I get to confront my, my Maleficent dragon. And that's funny. I call myself Corella. Uh, and there <laughs> you go. You <laughs> understand. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I, I so get that. And you know, it, it is a journey. It is. You know, I, I was listening to um, Brene Brown the other day. I am putting together um, a, a keynote. Um, and that's what came out of my weekend last weekend on authenticity and, and really who are you? when the rug gets ripped out from beneath you. And when, when I was listening to um, Brene, she says, you know, if any person that you talk to has a story that will just break your heart, every single one of us has a story that would just break someone's heart. And every so often you come across people that, that it will just cut you off at the knees. It'll just take you down. Their story is so even beyond heartbreaking, uh, you know, and we all carry things together. And so, you know, kudos to you going through that journey and recognizing that about yourself and being willing and open to look there. You know, I know you and I, we call it going to the basement when yeah. there are things, you know, when the, forgive my French shitstorm happens and, you know, we've got to look at it, you know, we got to shine the light on that and, and that's not an easy thing to do. And you have opened yourself up for that uh, to show up as your highest and best self. And like you said, you are living your best life. So obviously the work that you're putting into it um, is paying off. It absolutely is. And I, yeah, I, I love that. We probably don't have time for me to tell my, my heartbreaking story, but I usually find in pretty much every audience that I ever engage with someone whose life has been touched by adoption. I was adopted Mm -hmm. at birth um, and or six weeks after um, I was born to two incredibly beautiful, angelic, fabulous people as their only child. And right before my fifth birthday, my adopted mother passed away. Mm -hmm. That whole, I mean, that, that portion of my journey goes toward all of it when and how I became a people pleaser. And that's one thing that I really love. One of the many things I love about Dr. Aaron is he has taught me again and again, the things that we were denied as children growing up, um, even in our early adult life, the things that we were denied are the gifts that each of us were put on this earth to give. And so just um, we, we talk about clarity and Debbie, I love how you talked about we, it's all there inside of us. Um, it's, it's just like, um, my little Herkimer diamond that I keep on my desk right here. It's, it's all there. It's just, it, and diamonds are built with pressure and pressure and pressure and pressure until boom, it comes to the surface. The same thing is true with each of us, but as women, we need to slow down enough, um, to allow the fog to lift so that we can see the next piece of our journey. If you, all of us have probably driven in fog. Um, and it's terrifying. The first time I ever got pulled over was because I was driving too fast in fog, according to the officer. Thankfully, he did not give me a ticket. But if we're driving too fast in fog, that, I mean, we're going to hit something. 
And then we're going to be forced to take a look at, hmm, I wonder what's going on here. Don't wait until you hit something to find a moment of clarity and calm and quiet so that you can get curious about what is it that really matters most to you. Clarifying your down, slow down if you want to speed up. And, Slow down and, to speed up. Heck yes. That's been a huge lesson for me this year. Yes. I think for both of us. And, and so Cheryl, um, as we wrap up, I would love to have you share what is it that you do for your clients? And uh, in case we've got some of your peeps out in the listening audience and how can they find you? Oh my goodness. Well, I recently launched my own podcast inspired by my beautiful, amazing friend, Debbie Peterson, who is my guest number one. So if you, yes, the guest number one, she will always and forever be number one. Um, it is called magnifying brilliance. And that is what I do for my clients is I help my clients to magnify their own brilliance so they can find and live their bliss. Mm-hmm. And whether that is teaching them the law what, so that they can stay out of jail, whether that's up-leveling their skills, whether that's coaching, whether that's through one or more of my books, which are both on Audible now, thanks to my amazing team. I am here to help shine a light um, for others to hold their flashlight so that they can traverse their own journey. And um, with, I don't put the pressure on, I create the safety so that people can discover their own diamonds. Lovely, lovely. And um, where can they find you? So my, my website right now is www.cherylknows.com. And right now that is for Dynamite Productions that will be switching over soon to my speaking website, but no matter what, that is how you can find me. Um, you can find my books on Amazon or on Audible. Um, just my name, Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L, Knowlton, K-N-O-W-L-T-O-N. And yeah, books, podcasts, websites, reach out, holler at me. Let me know how I can serve you and support you and help you on your journey. Beautiful, beautiful. So um, look up Cheryl, uh, find her, follow her, uh, make sure that you um, find her podcast and um, subscribe, rate, recommend. And that would be just beautiful. Cheryl, I can't thank you enough for coming on today and uh, just shining your brilliance for everyone to see and hear. I love you, my friend. I love you, my friend. Thank you for the opportunity to be here and to share a few minutes with your brilliant listeners. (laughs) You are more than welcome. And okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And until the next time, here is wishing you all the clarity that you deserve. Take care and bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast with Debbie Peterson. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. To learn more about how you can create more success with less sacrifice in your leadership and life, visit gettingtoclaritypodcast.com.